So the first thing we are going to begin with is what is the Quranic model of Tazkiyah and what is the Nabawi model of Tazkiyah. Because we always begin with our primary sources and we always launch our discussion in any aspect of Islam into the primer, from the primary sources of the deen, the Quran al-Kareem and the Sunnah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Number one, Allah subhanahu wa in the Quran al-Kareem has emphasized this tazkiyah in this surah and elsewhere Allah subhanahu wa also stressed that our entire success on the Day of Judgment will be based on whether we can bring to Allah subhanahu wa a purified heart Allah subhanahu wa says in the Quran, يَوْمَ لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بُنُونَ إِلَّا مَنْ أَتَى اللَّهُ بِقَلْمٍ سَلِيمٌ يَوْمَ And remember, recall that day, prepare yourself for that day, لَا يَنْفَعُ مَالٌ وَلَا بُنُونَ That neither your wealth or your sons will be of any benefit. It means none of our worldly possessions will be of any benefit. وَلَا بُنُونَ None of our worldly relations will be of benefit. The only person who will be of any benefit on that day, of success on that day, Man that person who will bring to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a pure and untainted heart. And so the beginning of our discussion then is with this niyat, that Ya Allah, we are people who you have tasked with this responsibility in the Quran to purify our heart and to bring to you a kalbun salim. And salim means sahih and salim. Pure, purified, untainted, unblemished spiritual heart. And Ya Allah, we have realized that we are the people who have hearts that are far from that purity. And what we, our intention then is to try to discover that what is that path to purification of the heart. And we will discover it by looking at all of the things that you have told us to follow in the deen of Islam. And that is the Quran, the Sunnah and the Amal of the Salaf and the Amal of the Salihin and the Amal of the Mu'mineen. And even all of these things I will be showing you in case some of you have not been here for the earlier workshops in which we discussed how the roots of the deen lie in all of these different sources. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the Quran al-Karim in another verse mentions the four aspects of Nabuwa that Sayyidina Rasulullah was sent to humanity for four purposes. His Nabuwa consists of and comprises of four things. لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ That verily Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent His special favor and grace upon the believers إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ That when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has sent to them a messenger from amongst their own selves يَتْنُ عَلَيْهِمْ آيَاتِهِ So that function number one so that he may recite the Prophet ﷺ may recite the verses of revelation sent to him by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to his believers now here we're talking about Ummati, the believers in his Nabuwat. This is the relationship between a Nabi and an Ummati. So number one, Tilawati Ayat. Number two, him, and that he may do their Tazkiyah, that he may purify them. And number three, Kitab, that he may teach them, instruct them in the meanings of the Kitab, the Quran al-Kareem. Wal-Hikmata, it means Hikmata, and that he may teach them and instruct them in teachings of wisdom, teachings that are even beyond the Qur'an al Now all of us have an absolute unshakable iman and yaqeen that Sayyidina Rasulullah wasallam was the last Nabi and last Rasul. And that means that our theology, our creed, our iman demands that we view his Nabuwa as kamil and mukammal. 
that his nubuat was kamil and mukammal. Kamil means it was absolutely perfect. And mukammal means it was absolutely complete. And that nubuat is the last khatamun nabiyyin that he is the last and final prophet and messenger. Why? Because there is no need for any other prophet and messenger to come henceforth. Why? Because Allah SWT has blessed this ummah Bless the Quran and bless this Prophet ﷺ by making him Mustafa chosen for amongst many other things that his nubuat will remain intact until the end of time. So not only was it Kamal and Mukammal in the time of the Sahaba, it will remain Kamal and Mukammal until the Yawmuddin. Every single aspect of the nubuat, the prophecy and prophetic teachings of the Prophet ﷺ will remain until the end of time. And therefore, if Allah SWT is saying in the Qur'an that tazkiyah is the second function of prophethood, then the prophetic method of tazkiyah, the prophetic model and paradigm of tazkiyah, the prophetic teachings of tazkiyah must necessarily remain intact until the end of time. Now certainly not all of humanity is going to accept it because from the time of the Prophet up till now, the majority of humanity on earth have been unbelievers. So it's not, a, it's not a majoritarian thing. The majority of human beings from that very moment, from zero hijri up till now, have always been unbelievers. There's only going to be a special moment in history which is yet to come, which we or our children or grandchildren may witness, and that is when Imam Mahdi salam and Sayyidina Isa salam are triumphant over the Dajjal al-Kazab. Then there will come a time when Islam will reign in, in the heart of every human being on earth. But until then, the majority of people have been, are, and will always be, other than that time, non-Muslim. And even within the Ummah, there have been times, unfortunately, where vast segments of the Ummah may have been astray. In fact, many people feel that even in this country, Pakistan, over half of the people of this country do not fulfill their fara'is and wajibat, whether you want to just simply take this as the five daily prayers. So it's not never to look at the majority. So we are not looking at numbers, we're looking at our deen and the teachings of the deen.